Hello, friends, and welcome to the first ever episode of Campaign Crusades. My name is Alec J. Wolf, and I am beyond thrilled to be your dungeon master as I welcome you to the world of Galia, a Dungeons & Dragons setting that I have built for my wonderful cast to explore and for you to experience. We are here to provide you with a session of tabletop role-playing games led by an amazing team of players who will be guiding you through this journey. The team includes Brian Thomas. Hey! Andrew Hickman. Hello. Morgan LaFay. Hey. Clara Coppoletta. That's me. Jake Baker. Hello there. Emily Kreider. Hello. And Joe Thomas. Hey yo, hey yo, what up? <laughs> we will be entertaining you each week with a foray into our journey a new episode each week, taking you into the lives of our motley crew of characters. This first session, we will travel within Galia to the continent of Iuna, where on the southern coast in the year 1550 lies the nation of Riverin, a country full of a vibrant history and lush cultural past. It is now a steampunk dystopia, suffering through a depression as the great Omnis Tower, once a marvel that ran the nation as a utopia, a near-perfect land has been shut down for years, and humans have taken over, bringing the nation to new lows with each decision. So, without further ado, let us jump right into our journey, right into our game, as we begin the latest tale in the Campaign Crusade setting, The Race for Riverin. Welcome to Riverin, a nation in my homebrew world of Galia, where we travel now in the year 1550, as I mentioned before, to a small town called Ballara. It is in the central region of the nation, home to a very small number of people. It's the kind of town where, when you look at it, you see almost fairy tale esque buildings. Thatched roofs, stone walls, maybe wood in some places. It's mostly that cobblestone gray with the brown of wood. Running through the center of the town is a small stream. Around it, there are stone walkways, there's a stone bridge. It's very simple. It is a farming town. And it is one of the towns on the outskirts of a big city, this city being called Fallon. Being an outskirt town, it is more so known for non-steam-related projects, such as this town being a farming town. As we travel into Ballara, the beautiful town, one of the most beautiful towns in the nation. We travel now to a small park to the northeast of the town, where, returning from a nice morning reading, doing some painting in the park, walks a younger woman wearing a very out-of-character outfit for the town, with a smile on her face. Brian, would you like to introduce your character to everyone? Hello, um, my name's Lily Burke. Um, it's kind of hard to tell how old I am. Um, I kind of seem youthful, but I also seem tired. Um, maybe mid-30s would probably be your closest guess. I'm wearing pastel blue overalls and a white t-shirt underneath. Um, and I've got some flats on, big round glasses on my face. Uh, my hair is kind of in like a messy ponytail, 
not really for style, just to keep it out of my face. And um, tucked behind my ear is, of course, a small pencil. That's me. Wonderful. So, Lily, as you are walking home, you know that this morning when you offered, your daughter did not agree to come with you. Uh, it did not seem like she wanted to, to take this trip to the park. So you took it on your own. It was a lovely about three hours, mostly spent painting underneath this large oak tree that you really have come close to. As you're walking back, what is happening? What is Lily doing? Hmm. I'm thinking about the other day when we were when we visited my mother's grave and the conversations we had with two of the customers at the local cafe excellent and as you're walking back you've got this all going on in your mind uh, I need you to make the first roll of our campaign please make a perception check okay oh my god oh my god we're all good. We're all oh, good. Uh, 14. All right. Not bad for the first roll of the campaign. 14. So on a 14, as you're walking back, you see a little cart coming over the bridge. And in front of the cart is a uh, resident of the city of Holm. Who, or the town of Holm, rather. It's a small town, just like, just like Ballara. It is actually the town you were at when you visited your mother's grave. This man who's coming over with the cart happens to be one of the servers at um, the establishment known as the Copper Cup, a small cafe that you like to visit when you are uh, done with your annual trips to visit your mother's grave. This man is coming through with the cart, the whole, like, of the wheels on the cobblestone as you are traveling. Uh, <clears throat> and he sees you as he's walking past. Most people in the town of Ballara tend to ignore you, given your past. Uh, you know why. But this man looks over at you. Uh, his name, you know, is Pieter. And Pieter looks at you and goes, Ah, Lily! It's good to see you! Hi, uh, what's, what's, what's going on? What are you doing down here? Uh, nothing really. There was um, a little bit of business we had in here. There was apparently a new, uh, sh a new uh, batch of fresh produce from the farms that we had uh, apparently... Uh, Steph asked for us to take back to the cafe. You know Steph to be the owner of the cafe. Uh, he goes, just some vegetables to bring back to the cafe. Nothing much. Sounds nice. How has your past few days been? Oh, you know, fine. Spent some time in the park today. Mm, that's lovely. You sound a little on edge. Is everything all right? I'm, uh, you know, okay. Uh, Adira didn't want to come out with me again. <clears throat> right. Well, you know how teens are. They act that way. They're not the most excited to hang with their parents. In fact, my son has rarely talked to me in the past few days. He's been locked up in his room doing God knows what with his doodads and woohickies. My daughter loves her uh, poetry and uh, guitar. <clears throat> Right, yes. My uh, son actually asked to take up the drums. That was a resounding no from me and his mother. Resounding no. Yeah, that would be loud. Right, well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I have to go pick up this uh, shipment. You too? Yeah. <laughs> and he gives you a smile and a wave as he picks the cart back up and walks. It's 
it's frustrating to see that he's traveling, walking this cart by foot. No animal, no auto bikes, uh, which are our steampunk automated transport in this in this nation. But the depression has done this to a lot of people. You can see that there is like gray starting to appear in his hair, especially near the roots. Otherwise, brunette head. He's got like a youthful face, but it started to become all sullen and wrinkled a little. Uh, it's people have been strained by this, by this. Not to mention you also yeah <clears throat> and with that you make your way back home you arrive at your house a small vibrantly pink cottage on the end of the poorer neighborhood of the town uh you are one of, you are probably the only house to be painted a bright color every house is usually just the color of stone or wood or whatever in this neighborhood and this is mostly your doing uh this was years ago when your mother was still around. You painted this house a bright pink. Um, it stands out from the crowd. Unfortunately, there's a bit of a reputation around your house. Due to events that happened uh, multiple years ago, the the, the residents of uh, Bellarin know your house as the cursed house. Given they believe there is a curse on it and the people who live in it, part of the reason they ignore you, or they rather avoid you, as you get home, I need you to make another perception check. Okay. Ooh, uh, what, 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 uh, 17. Awesome. When you get home, it sounds very quiet. No music, no moving around. And it comes to your attention that Adira, who you had left here at home in her room this morning, is not at home which you usually require her to tell you when she's going out. So this is a violation of that, of that rule. Uh. <clears throat> I'm going to sit on the porch and just wait for her. Mm-hmm. All right, so you sit down on the porch in a lovely rocking chair and wait for her. And as you wait for her, we're going to travel away from the house now to a little forest on the northern end of town where, flying over the trees, returning back towards town, we find the next member of our crew. Emily, would you like to introduce your character? Yes, I would. Uh, my name's Adira. Uh, I'm 13 years old. Uh, right now, I am in my were-raven form, so I basically look like a humanoid bird with sleek black feathers, wings, and a beak. Uh, and um, yeah, right now, I'm just flying over, taking a look to see if there's any cool things I can find on the ground. Um, but usually, I like to spend my time writing poetry, playing bass guitar... Uh, listening to music so yeah that's me wonderful so dear as you're flying back over town in your uh where raven form uh you need to make an investigation check for me as you're looking for interesting bits and bobbins mm -hmm. uh 15 you don't see any uh rare things nothing magical nothing like expensive of course because you're flying over forest 
But you do notice, due to your sharper vision and your weight form, there are a few patches of flowers on the forest floor below where you're flying, and you do notice a patch of lilies. Uh, I'll descend, uh, and when I hit the ground, I'll turn into my, return to my normal form. Uh, so as a regular 13-year-old girl, uh, I'm wearing, like, a black pinafore-type dress. Basically, everything I have on is black, black nails, black lips. Uh, my hair has, like, uh, is, like, pull, uh, it's long and straight black, uh, and I've got, like, a choker feather, uh, necklace combo going on, uh, but, uh, considering I left home, uh, without letting my mom know, uh, I suppose maybe I can, you know, pick some lilies for her, and that's what I'll do. Awesome. So you pick the lilies, you pick about four or five good ones, uh, and make a tiny bunch of flowers, a tiny bouquet, uh, and do you head back home? Yeah, I think I've done just about everything I can for today. Got my flying in. So you are at this point at the northern end of town. Uh, so at this point, if you don't want... The townsfolk don't know about your, like, inform. Only you and your mother know. So if you don't want to be seen, you know the best course of action is to walk on foot from, the, from here. Uh, though it is 100% up to you how you would like to return home. Yeah, I'll walk on foot. Awesome. So you head back on foot. You get a few weird looks from people as you walk through town. Because, yeah, you are uh, just another 13-year-old kid. But you're dressed in all black, fully goth. No one in town really dresses like that. And <clears throat> you're also homeschooled in the cursed house by your mom, who also is ridiculed by the town. So you kind of are kind of considered an outcast. So you get a few weird looks as you're walking home. I'm not normal. I know that. And I prefer it that way. <laughs> Is that in your head or out loud? In my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and so you walk back to your house and you see sitting on the porch looking. Well, Brian, would you like to describe how Lily's looking? Um, she's probably lost in headspace lost somewhere else so you're lost okay you're lost in your headspace adira you arrive home and you see your mom on the porch kind of zoned out lily you're zoned out as you are <coughs> sitting on the porch but you do you do need to make um a perception check for me okay oh that's a five you don't hear the sounds of the footsteps of uh, your daughter walk up until <laughs> Adira, you're already on the porch and she still hasn't noticed you. Mom. Oh. Um, I picked these for you. Uh, and I just hand her the little oh, Thank you. Um, and I, I walk inside. I'll follow her. Um... Uh, uh, I'm I'm heading straight to my room if I can, if I can help it. Like she's on. I'm on a. I'm gonna keep following and try to talk to you and be like, um. So you know, usually when you go out, I want to know uh, before you go. And you just cut <laughs> off as the door to a room closes. And the deer, you make it in your room. 
Yeah. From inside, uh, she's, I'm going to say, uh, not a big deal. I can protect myself out there. That's not really the the point. So it's clear what that there's a the very point? distinct <laughs> relationship between... Before we get to that, it's clear there's a distinct relationship between the two. Lily is a lot more quiet, reserved, meek uh, than Adira, who's a lot more blunt, direct. I'm not going to say outspoken, because no, but more direct. Anyway, continue. Um, I'll be, uh, uh, doing a couple things around the house today, but if you ever want to, I don't know, do something together, I'll be up for it. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Awesome. What is Adira going to do now? Uh, Adira is, I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna probably, uh, sit on my bed and uh get out my my newest notebook there's like a shelf of completely full notebooks uh up on my wall and i'm just gonna start writing cool so as you start writing your notebook adding your stream of consciousness from your adventure your escapade this morning to the forest we're gonna cut away now from the town of Ballara and move a little bit south to a small road leading north from Fallon to Ballara, a farm road that cuts between the vast miles of farmland, growing all different kinds of crops, and between two cornfields, with corn shooting high up into the air, we find a, <coughs> a duo, a pair, that is walking together on foot on this dirt road. They've been walking for the better part of a day. They both look kind of tired, very unhappy with how much walking they've had to do. They look like they've been traveling together for a while. It seems like there's almost a silent agreement between the two of them, whatever it may be about. And <clears throat> we're going to focus now on this pair as they walk along this road. It is the mid-afternoon, and we're going to take it one at a time. Jake, would you like to introduce your character Definitely. for us? Uh, hello, my name's Bo. Bo Axel, how do you do? Uh, looking at me, you'd notice that I'm wearing some fine black clothes. Uh, I don't indulge much, but I saw this coat and I couldn't resist. Uh, I hope you like the beard and the dark brown mess on top of my head. But, uh, don't mind the graying. School school can get to you. Uh, and you should know that uh, I'm a sucker for all things arcane. And uh, I'm over here with my friend. Speaking of your friend, Joe, would you like to introduce your character for us? Absolutely. <laughs> um so yeah I have kind of this striking white hair um with kind of some brown roots in it so it's like is it dyed is it natural um you'll have to ask me to find out um but what's kind of weird is I you know I have this white hair but I'm you would say like probably 24ish um if you looked at me um, you know, just make a little guesstimation. Um, and I, you know, I'm a, I'm tall, like up in the five ten ish range. Um, got a nice build. Um, and I look like I could kick your butt. Um, I got like a scimitar on my back, a nice aviator jacket, and um, some nice lace up boots. 
and I have um, an emerald pendant that you can see um, that's it's it's pretty um, and my name is is Kai Truman I should probably say that so yeah that's me <laughs> so you see uh, y'all see these two y'all being the audience not my players you see these two uh, these two men walking through through the fields towards the town of Ballara, uh, clearly fixed on that as their destination, looking almost like a, du a duo directly out of a uh, one of those action adventure buddy guy movies that dads really like to watch. Uh, as they're as they're walking along, like something that stars like Ryan Reynolds or. Samuel L. Jackson or Vin Diesel or all three of like them, that. <laughs> all three of them together. Yes. And so no. as they're walking along, uh, Bo and Kai, are you interacting in any conversation of any kind? You finally come along the horizon of the town. It very much looks like this small quaint town on the edge of the cornfields. Uh, small thatched roofs. It clearly looks like no kind of place either of you would prefer to live being city people, but do you are you engaging in a conversation as you are approaching the town? Yeah, I have something I would actually like to to talk to him about. Um, so I'll say, um, "Hey, um, hey, Bo, um, remember Zazder Zazder Day when the, I I got I got pranked." just a dark void uh yeah didn't know we were talking about that right now yeah i didn't really want to talk about it it was terrible but i there was some some lady she was telling me some kind of weird thing some some something about bring him back I uh, just felt like telling you that. A, a lady? What, what lady? I don't know this lady. She was very mysterious. She has some dark hair. I, I'm not gonna, not gonna lie, lie to you. Um, well, uh, I appreciate it, but maybe but... we could find someone who knows more about this uh, dark void in town or maybe back at uh one of the cities uh yeah yeah it was it it was very weird i don't doubt it i i just felt like like you should know it was it was probably some kind of just weird pr prank anyways i'm ready to get rid of these boxes yeah we should probably drop those off i never want to yeah, I never want to see them again. Right. So as you are walking, having this conversation, um, <clears throat> we are jumping right into big information with that. So if you're walking, you're talking about this experience. So the audience knows, prior to the start of this campaign, Kai had a bit of an experience with a practical joke that some gang pulls in a city with special runes they put all over that scare that are meant to scare people who touch them 
Uh, so that's how that circumstance that Kai is referring to came to be. Um, that was what he saw in his contact with the rune. <coughs> so you guys eventually arrive in the town um, with your boxes. That you are, you eventually arrive in the town with your boxes that you are taking to um, a small tavern, I believe it was. I don't remember exactly where I told you guys you were taking the boxes. So we're going to go with the Little Hand, a small tavern near the clock tower in town. You make your way there, no problem. You get to this, you see that like hanging sign, uh, like an all movies that have like small towns there's just the hanging sign that has a little picture of a hand with a finger pointing probably the other side probably like this uh and it says the little hand and you arrive into the little hand uh and you drop off these packages at the counter where a gruff looking man uh looks over at you and goes hey, can i help you uh, two boxes for delivery. Uh, we were we we just picked them up on the way. Right, you coming from Fallon? Uh, yeah, we are. All right, these are mine then. Uh, these are the parts I ordered. And he takes the boxes, puts them aside, and says, <clears throat> "Right, I will uh just." Let them know on the survey that I got my packages, and we're good to go. The guy clearly doesn't want to talk to you guys right now. He's preoccupied or something. Uh, have a good day, sir. I'm going to turn out and uh, walk out. He just one of those like salute things and just walks back to the back room. Cool. Kindly fellow. <laughs> um... So, um, I, I guess, I guess it's to, um, is that, is that late, that's that woman's house now. Uh, what was her name? there. Uh, who knows if she didn't exist, if, uh, we we'll even find her, but I hope we do. All right, could both of you make survival checks? Oh. Because survival checks are how you determine if you can make it somewhere. <gasps> um, five. What did you roll? It's a five. What was it? Five. All right, five and eleven. What about for Bo? Eleven. So the two of you don't have an easy time finding this house. You're traveling for a while. You keep asking um people. <clears throat> excuse me. Do you know where? And you insert the name of the woman. Uh, in there, uh, which I'm going to withhold for dramatic effect. You ask if you, they know where her house is, and they all just seem to give you weird looks and shake their heads. Uh, not like they're saying they don't know where it is, but they just shake their heads like they don't want to have this conversation. Um, and you are having trouble finding it, but eventually you do find a house where there is a small mailbox out front. It's a vibrant pink house. Uh, and there's a small mailbox up front that says on the side the last name Burke. B-J-E-R-K-E. -E. Burke. And it comes to your attention that this must be your destination. And with that, we are going to pull away from these characters for now. We are going to head to a small 
a small inn. That's what I'm, that's the word I'm looking for. Sometimes when you play D&D, you forget what things are called. We travel now to a small inn in town. One of several inns, but this one seems to be the smallest, cheapest, low-quality one for people who can't really afford higher quality. Where inside this inn, the Sea Glass Inn, we see in this lobby, coming down from the stairs that lead to the second floor with all the rooms, we see a little family, for lack of a better term where there is a tall, striking woman, clearly has got her hands full with these two youngins running around her feet. We find uh, our next group of characters, and we're going to start with this woman. Morgan, would you like to introduce your character? Hi, my name is Lola. Um, you, If you were to look at me, you'd see I'm a little bit tall. I'm about six foot tall. I look... Like, I'm about early to mid-30s. I've got waist-length platinum blonde hair. Uh, it's done up in some cute little braids with a little hairpin that I found. I've got uh, an ankle-length dress, some boots on. And I've got my two kids with me, and they, they just they keep my hands full. <laughs> what time of day is it? It is mid-afternoon at this point. All right, I'm heading down the stairs to go and get my kids some lunch. All right. And as you're struggling to take these kids out for lunch, we're going to focus on one of these kids. Where we see a young boy uh, trailing a little awkwardly behind Lola. Clara, would you like to introduce your character? Um, yeah, I really would. So I, I'm Rin. Um, I'm a little boy. Um... I am kind of scrawny and really short. I look really underfed, too. Um, all my clothes are really baggy. None of them really fit. Because I kind of had to find a lot of them, like, secondhand. Um, I had these goggles that, 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 um, that Lola got for me. But I forget to wear them a lot of the time. Um, yeah. Like he like in Wonderful. in our mind he would put the goggles on as he introduces himself to Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. And what's happening right now with Ren as you're tailing uh, Lola out of the place towards some food? I am probably um chasing my sister in circles around Lola. Um, probably just like playing tag. Wonderful. As kids do. And so, as you're chasing your sister, we're going to travel now to the sister, who, uh, you are currently being chased around in circles around Lola by Ren, wreaking havoc upon this lobby. Andrew, would you like to introduce your character? <clears throat> Um, translation. Hi, I'm Coco, um, and I am a lemur, um, so this is a nice little representation of her. Um, she's wearing a diaper, so don't worry. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be real fun, this campaign, to communicate with y'all. So, just so you, uh, our audience are aware... You're not the only ones discovering now that Coco is indeed a lemur being played by one of our players. Four of our friends in this campaign are also discovering this at the same time. 
So Which, this is new by the too. way, I asked Andrew if Coco was a monkey, and he told me no, so he lied to me. Uh, no, for a she's good a lemur. Cause. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, for a good cause, and a lemur is technically not a monkey. A lemur is its own species, so Andrew's no, right. There is technically not a monkey. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Lola, Ren, and Coco, you all leave the Sea Glass Inn, and you are now in town. What's going on with all of you right now as you're leaving? What's what's this mess like? I stoop down to pick up Coco to put her up on my shoulder so she stops running around my uh, my ankles. I hug her head. <laughs> That's right. Now, I need you guys to behave while we find somewhere to eat, okay? Okay. Ren? Okay. But where are we going? All right. That's a great question. Uh, let's let's take a look down this way. And she just, I turn down the first road so we you uh, encounter. To make a turn, I need you to make a survival check for me. I want pretty much to navigate your way. Okay. <laughs> Got a whole seven. <laughs> seven. So you take a turn and you decide it might be a good idea to go in one specific direction. And... You start walking down this road, uh, looking for something fresh. You already explored the town center the other day, and you're kind of hopeful that there's other stuff in another direction. So you're walking down this road, and you're traveling uh, towards this small neighborhood. And you don't seem to be finding any food establishments anywhere. And you can feel the impatience of your kids around you. They're getting hungry. You're walking around. Uh, Ren, Coco, do you do anything to show your hunger? Um, I'm going to reach in my diaper and pull out this little handful of substance and throw it at Morgan's face. <laughs> or Lola's face. I know, I know. Honey, there is no <coughs> need to do that. We're going to get you some food soon, I promise. <coughs> so Must be a residential area. Off, as you brush off all this white... Uh, this white grain from your face. Um, you <coughs> keep walking. You do make a perception. Actually, make a perception check for me. A nine? No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, nine. You don't see food, but you do see this bright pink house that is hmm. sitting there that seems a little out of place. Maybe there's something interesting about that. And with that, we're going to travel back away from you for the time being and return a few minutes earlier, we're going to call it, to Bo and Kai, who arrived at this same house and are out front several minutes before Ruan, Lola, and Coco show up there. Bo, Kai, what are you guys doing? I turn to Kai and I'm like, uh, you want to knock? I, I knock. Uh, what's... What's the, what's the deal? Go, go for it. I uh, knock on the door. Awesome. So you go knock on the door. Uh, you go knock on the door. Lily, inside you hear this knock on the door. It's very out of place. No one ever knocks on your door. I need a perception check from Adira. Uh, 15. You suddenly feel yourself 
pulled out of the stream of consciousness consciousness you're writing in your journal in that moment as you hear this knock which to you also sounds incredibly out of place as you know no one ever comes knocking uh lily what are you doing i'm uh dusting with like a rag i'm just trying to clean up and that's wonderful but i mean yeah yeah (laughs) and then i'll hear the doorknob and i'll say coming and i'll open the door uh you see this strange man in a black coat and top hat and another man with uh white hair pretty much and an aviator jacket hello if we need to talk to you i've heard what is it about our reputation that's getting everywhere god I'll like kind of like mummer that to Bo. <laughs> we we don't have a reputation. Yes, it is. It is clear that you're starting to build a bit of a reputation. You already know the two of you are kind of building a reputation in the uh, hospitality industry because the amount of places you've traveled looking for answers, you have stayed at enough hotels and eaten at enough restaurants that they all kind of know that they're that you two are traveling around. It seems somehow some residential woman has heard that you were coming. Uh, Rhea, uh, or Miss Burke, whatever you like. Um, we just had a couple questions for you. Um, I might have some bad news. Uh, oh no. Uh, you. I'm Lily Burke. I am the daughter of. Uh, Rhea. Uh, is your mother home? Um, my mother... Um, I just want to ma- have you make an insight check, uh, Bo, as you say that. Roll good, roll good. <laughs> it's a 19. You, um, from the start are getting kind of ominous feeling that if this woman who looks to be maybe in her early to mid-30s is answering the door and Rhea... It doesn't seem to be the one who answered it. That's probably a bad sign. But as you ask, you ask that anyway. Can I? Can I just appear behind Lily and say Rhea's dead? <laughs> oh my god! You, you both hear that come out of a thirteen-year-old goth girl, girl's mouth. Oh, Adira. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Hi. She's not with us anymore. Uh, I apologize. Uh... I'm sorry for your loss. Mm, thanks. Um, can I ask why you're here or why you're looking for my mom? Um, we just we just had some questions for her about uh, Omnis Tower and uh, maybe if she had any information on it. Uh, we heard that she may have been a a, a daughter of one of the engineers on it we don't really know we just got this information a few days ago who can i ask um what all you know or think that you know the tower's dying well i mean that's that's it yeah that's pretty much you see that kind of reaction uh kai you see the kind of reaction for lily everyone knows that (laughs) because everyone knows the tower's dying like the vast majority of Riverin has lost all hope. 
look, we all we all know that uh, this tower is not going anywhere soon. Um, we're just trying to see if we can fix it. Um, I mean, I only heard a few stories of my grandma from my mom, but um, as far as I knew, she was like a janitor. I didn't think she was anything more than that on the tower. Uh, what, uh, what kind of stories can I ask? It's hard to remember. It was a while ago. Can, 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 can we come, come inside? We, we were just carrying oh, sure. these heavy boxes all day. Do you want like, I don't know, like tea or something? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, I'll start making Thank some you. tea. Cool, so uh, you all I head will, inside. Uh, yes. I'll walk uh, into yeah. uh, like the living space that we have and sit and just say to them, you can sit. So you have this tiny living room. It's very shoddy, low quality. It's got an old couch. Um, it's got this small love seat that isn't much of a love seat, more of a kind of like seat in terms of how old and decayed it is. Um, it's like kind of like kind of it. I don't mean it like that. Not in the dirty way. I mean like it's just so old and worn that you that it seems like the word love seat is not appropriate anymore. It's more like a I guess it's okay. See, um, it's like ripped in a few places, faded. Uh, there's a small coffee table. As Lily heads into the kitchen, Lily and um, Lily and Adira, both of you, please make history checks for me. I got a natural twenty. A twelve. Oh. You got a natural 20? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. First national 20 of our campaign. Uh, All right. With that, so with that 12, Adira, you don't know much about your grandmother in order. You know your grandmother died around the time you were born. Like, there was very little over, overlap. There's not much to know about her. You you have heard stories about the fact that she worked on the, t uh, the tower to some capacity from your mom, but that's about it. Um, and these men are apparently looking for her. With that natural 20, Lily, you know there's a small closet in your room that you, it was once your mom's room before, uh, Adira was born when your mom was still around and you had Adira's room. Uh, there's a small closet you don't touch anymore. It was your mom's closet with all of her stuff beyond clothes uh, you've left it untouched for a long time. Um. I'm gonna say to Adira, um, can you watch the, uh, can you just take care of the tea if I'm, I gotta check something. Yeah. Thanks. And then I'll go into that c closet. Cool. So you head into your room. Your room is <coughs> the same vibrant lilac color uh, with a pastel color. You have like 
flowers decorating your room, painting the flowers. You have a small, shoddy bed, but it's enough for you. There's just a tiny desk, chair, dresser. Um, and you walk over to this closet. It's one of those closets that has, like, those, like, vent-looking shade things on it that make up the door. Um, as you open the door with a slight squeak of the door, you look inside. And it strikes you that you know your mom knew her final days were coming. Like, there's no doubt about that. She knew her time was coming. It seems like in those final days, she seems to have... Um, she seems to have um, cleaned it out almost entirely. But there is one thing that is not cleaned out. On the floor of the closet, covered in a thick layer of dust, you see a small pink box. Uh, it is painted your favorite color pink, and in white letters and a little cursive on the top, it says <clears throat> Lily, spelled exactly the way your name is spelled. Not just like the flower, but like your name. And underneath, in smaller lettering, it says for your 21st birthday. It is years beyond your 21st birthday. Oh, what's, what's this? I'll pick it up. So you pick up this box. It's about the size of a shoebox. Uh, actually, a little smaller. Probably like the size of a small jewelry box. And you uh, pick it. You pick it up. So um, it feels light, but it feels like there's a little bit of stuff inside. There's a little latch on the front. A little like fake gold like a golden colored but like clearly just a cheap metal latch i'll undo the latch and flip the box open all right you flip it open you see three things inside one is a small necklace uh it has what looks to be a blue shard of some type of gem probably a sapphire it's just a tiny little necklace with that shard on it and then there are two slips of paper. One slightly bigger, and then one that seems like it was one one slightly bigger and one that seems like it's in an envelope with uh the mailing address is completely faded. Uh but it's in this envelope and it looks like it was already delivered to assassination because it is open in such a way that looks like somebody ripped it open. I'll take a look at the small piece of paper first. Cool. So you open the small piece of paper and you see a note from your mother. I'm going to read it first and then I'll share it with you so you have access to it, Brian. Okay. It says, Lil it says, Lily, happy 21st birthday. I'm so proud of everything you've done and what you've accomplished and who you have become. You are an amazing young woman with so much potential and I can only hope to be here for many long years to see you go. I am giving you this small amulet. It was left to me by my mother when I arrived at the orphanage. I don't remember I don't remember much about her, but I know she was a great woman. She helped build the Omnis Tower. This is the only heirloom I have from her, and I want to give it to you. I know you will go on to do great things just like her. I love you and I cannot wait to see what you go on to do and what great person you become. Love, Mom. Uh, I will 
walk back into the main room and um, I guess I'll put the letter in one of my pockets and uh, I'll take the I'll hold the piece of paper and the necklace in one hand and come back and sit down with Bo and Kai. The letter being the one you did not read you're holding on to. Huh? In your pocket. The letter is the piece of paper you did not read. What you read is the other slip of paper. Are, are you, did you pocket the note that you just read or, or did you pocket the letter? I pocketed the letter. That you have not read. And then I have the, the note and the necklace in my hand. Okay, but I want to make sure you have the note that you did read yeah. in your hand. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure that we're clear here. Yeah. Cool. So you walk back in, you have the, um, and you're holding on to this small necklace, this sapphire necklace shard, and you are holding on to your, this slip of paper in your other hand. And you walk back into the room where everyone is. Uh, <clears throat> so why, again, we, what, what do you Before guys... you can even finish that sentence... You hear another knock on the door. Oh. Who would that? I'm going to go answer the door. So you answer the door. Adira, are you following this time too or no? Um, yeah, I'll follow. And uh, I'm going to say, why are there so many people here today? <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> So you answer the door, and you open the door, and there is a tall, blonde woman standing there with these, like, bright green eyes. They almost seem to be glowing. That's how bright they are. Holding the hand of a young boy about Adira's age in one hand with a lemur and a diaper on her shoulder. Uh, hello? Hi, um, how are you? I'm good. Uh, can I help you? Well, you see, uh, I was in the area with my kids here, and I think we ended up in a residential area by accident, but um, uh, we're, we're looking for somewhere to get some food. Um, uh, I mean, I'm, I could fix you something to eat if uh, you hang on a little bit. As she's saying that, I again pull a handful of this substance and throw it at Lily's face. No. Coco! <laughs> Lily, I'm you so get sprayed in the face with some substance. Uh, Adira, you get some of the splash of it. A little bit, Lily lands in your mouth, and you taste it. It's very clearly salt. Uh, What's oh. what? that is thrown in your face is just pure salt. Like table salt. Ma'am, ma I'm so sorry she does that when she gets hungry. Uh, honestly, I don't think that's, we can go um, much farther. So if you really are offering, I will absolutely take it. Yeah, that's okay. That good food. Uh, uh, I mean, Mother, Adira, there's some salt on your face as well. If you'd like, I can go out and see if I can grab or catch something for dinner. If it would be easier on you. Oh, um, I don't want to put you out like that. I've been put out of my whole life. I really don't care what I do. 
Uh, uh I want to perception checks from both Ren and Adira. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just like staring into Lily's soul right now. Just <laughs> uh, Lily, you a... have never been more off put in your life. That's a twenty three percent. That's a natural right twenty boy. Oh, oh my god. So the two of you look <laughs> the two of you look at each other and make eye contact. And in that very brief moment you realize you are about the same age. And you could not be further from different kids. One of you is a little more vibrant and a little more, uh, like, just standing happily, like, swaying in the breeze. Like, okay, okay, we're going to get food. And the other one is angst incarnate, (laughs) for lack of a better term. You two are very different kids. And there's that moment of clarity where it's like, okay, maybe I'm not... The standard of all children. <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought that I was the standard for children. In fact, I took pride in being the, not the right, standard for this children. Is, this is your first real interaction with a <laughs> uh, person your age who is not you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lola and Lily, I want you both to make uh, perception checks. Or insight, okay. actually. Insight checks both of you. Insight? Okay. Nope. nope. Got a seven. I got a one. <laughs> cool. You, you two both see them. Was that a nat one, by yeah, the way? Yeah, natural one. <laughs> you two both see them looking at each other. And the first thing that with those low rolls that crosses your mind, both of you, is that it looks like these two are very excited to meet another person their age. This is awesome. Well, isn't that exciting? Maybe they, maybe they would be good friends. <laughs> oh, anyway, this is Rin. Um, he's my my oldest child. He's Hello, twelve. Rin. And I'll kind and of I, I see bend down got... to just be at eye level with him for a second. Rin's gonna like stand on his tippy toes to be just a, like a few like inches taller, like a few taller. <laughs> be like, hi, I'm Rin. Who are you? Uh, my name's Lily, and this is my daughter, Adira. Hi. Why are you wearing all black? Because it makes me feel whole. Anyway, do you want me to go get food? Um, you know... That might be helpful. You know, I could send Ren to go with Adira if, if you need some help. No, that's fine. I, I had this on that nat one that you got, Lily. You think this is the best idea? I thought that was. I had that same exact thought. You know, it's not often that Adira you gets know, to uh, interact with people her age. So it might it's be good. same with Ren. Ren is we always always with Coco. Always. As all of this is happening, I again reach into my diaper, but this time I pull out an hourglass oh, no. and I start oh, lightly yes. tapping it on Coco. Um, I want Lola. you to go with Adira. Come with me as long as the monkey stays here. And I need you to go quickly because this she's not going to be happy for very long. Cool. All right. If that matter is settled, 
then Adira will say, all right, follow me, and uh, just walk out the front door, expecting Ren to follow. Are you following Ren? Uh, yeah, I guess Ren's going to scan, like, look at, look at Lola, like, they have to, and then, like, scamper after um, Adira, like, skipping along as well. So, Adira and Ren begrudgingly go off together to find food. Uh, Lily, you guide Lola and Coco into the house. Bo and Kai, just as you're thinking, what is taking so long? You see walking back into this living room is Lily, trailed by a very tall woman with a monkey on her shoulders. I'm a lemur, damn it. <laughs> with a lemur on her shoulders. Um, what the heck is going on? Oh, hello. My name is Lola. This is my daughter, Coco. Uh, do you all live here, too? Oh, no. no, they're just visiting. Oh, you have visitors. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm going to put the hourglass back into my diaper. <laughs> this is kind of an important um, this discussion. It's becoming a bit of a, of a circus. Well, um, they needed help. And, you know, it's only one meal. It's not. What we have to discuss isn't extremely... Uh, what's the word? Private. Confidential. Yeah, it's not... I don't think we're talking about anything that they can't hear. All right. Just don't, don't let the monkey touch me. I'm going to jump from Lola right onto Kai's head and start, like, going through it, like, trying to find bugs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> get it off, get oh, it, it off. Get sorry it about off. that. She's, she's just kind of hungry. Look, Coco, come back over here. Uh, do, you, do you have anything she could, you know, just, like, snack on? By any chance? Have any what? Like any anything she could snack on, like a chip or something. Uh, let me check, and I'll check the pantry for okay. something. I'm gonna jump from Kai to Lily, <laughs> and ride on Lily. I'm gonna turn to Kai and Bo and say, "Hi, my name is Lola. Uh, why are you two here?" To get information on a tower on a tower i mean on z tower on the oh like uh um omnis tower that's the one you know i i was here doing the same thing well i'm not here because i don't i don't really think this pink house has anything to do with it but if we, we were in valara looking for looking for uh these two guys oh, their name they're Co and Bo, no Kai and Bo. Um, this this guy. Uh, um, he told us um, what his classmate Bo had something. He was studying something, but then he left. Uh, and then they were looking for this woman, the daughter of uh, uh Rhea Rhea Burke. Um, and they're they're traveling together somewhere in this area, and I look up and realize. The descriptions match them perfectly. I'm just standing with my arms crossed at the moment. 
I'm like balancing a book, but it's a little uh, on my head. <laughs> you Bowen remarkably Kai. look like those two. Bo and Kai, you start to get the feeling that your friend Visel from school did a really bad job of keeping the information that you got that, uh, that he shared with you guys and the fact you're traveling private. Well, uh, good job you seem to have found us. And by coincidence, no less. So, um, do you have anything, any information on that tower yet? Sorry, what was that? Do you have any information on that tower yet? Uh, we were getting there and then you knocked on the door. Oh, is this, is this Rhea Burke's house? I'm her daughter. Oh, that's you actually don't respond with that because you don't hear her because you were in the kitchen with a monkey or a lemur. I'm sorry, Andrew, on your shoulders. Uh, You have Coco on your shoulders. You walk into the kitchen. You open this little pantry uh, and you do see a box of biscuits on a higher shelf of it. That's a little harder to reach. You haven't touched those biscuits in a long time, but... It seems like those biscuits are, um, <coughs> there and clearly present. I'll reach up and try to grab the biscuits. Cool. Make an athletics check. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, what is that? 18. You are able to grab them, and as you do, you clear the back of your cabinet and notice that you say you reach up for this little box of biscuits they seem old like probably better food for a lemur to have than a human to have and you pull them away and you notice something metal-ish on the back shelf that you've never seen before what what is that (laughs) and as you pull it down you see this belt looking thing that almost looks like it was a prototype of something that maybe your mom or somebody else might have been building but it's like a belt looks like almost a utility belt like a support belt of some kind I will grab the belts and the biscuits and balance the lemur on my head and then come back to the group and place the bell and the biscuits on the table and hope that the lemur, you know, decides to step off of me. I climb down onto Lily's shoulder and I like turn her face towards mine and I like touch foreheads with her and like tap her cheek twice and then hop down and start eating the biscuits. I need Lily, um, Bo, Kai, and Lola all to make investigation checks as this belt is put on the table. Oh my gosh, you guys. I got my first nat 20 of the campaign, so. Whoa! Yay! <laughs> nice. I only got 15. I got a 13. Huh? I also got a 13. Ooh, twins. Oh my God. Lola should be rolling with advantage on this. I should be, shouldn't I? Ah. I got a um, 
Is that a six or a nine? Fourteen. <laughs> All right. So Lily and Bo, you're not sure what this thing is, this belt. You're not exactly sure what it's meant to do. Kai, you aren't quite sure either, but with that nat 20, you know that this is some form of pri... pri, uh, pri what's the word I'm looking for? You know this is some form of preliminary tech. Like, clearly a prototype of something. Uh, clearly designed for some specific usage. But you're not sure what. Um, Lola, you look at this belt and you can almost envision, like, you almost see in front of you these blueprints appearing. Like, it's almost like you're actually seeing them, but it's like these blueprints of this belt and what it is. It looks like a preliminary utility belt designed for public function, for even for mainly Omnimech function. It can be used by other people, maybe. Like, you know, the belts that are released to the public could be used by uh, other people, but this still looks like very early prototype of that belt. How, where did you get a utility belt from? Is that what that is? I have no idea. Yeah. It's a pretty early prototype. I uh, I do a lot of tinkering on the side to I I get knew money that that travels. was what that was, that was too. <laughs> yeah, this is a it's an earlier model, but can I um would you mind if I picked it up and took a look at it? Oh, be my guest. All right, let's see here. I would like to further investigate this belt and see if I can figure out how it works. Cool. So you're looking at it, and you, after looking at some aspects of it, know that this being an earlier model is only going to function if somebody who knows how to utilize it is wearing it. You know how to utilize it. You're getting the feeling, looking at these people, none of them have any idea how it works. And it would be useless to them. So, um, you don't... <clears throat> I look directly at Lily. You don't really have very much um, technological uh, experience, do you? Oh, goodness, no. So, this this belt, it'll only work with someone that has a certain degree of proficiency with, you know, tech like this. Would you, would you, I mean, I can compensate you for it, but um, I, I'm very, very interested in it. Um, oh, oh, my, I didn't even know I had it till today. You could totally have it. Oh, all right, all right. Would you like, like, a little bit of gold or silver? I, I as I'm asking her, I'm putting it on my waist. <laughs> oh. So, you're already putting it on your waist. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, really need oh. anything. Oh. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Let's see. Okay. I think. How does it look? <laughs> you put it on <laughs> and press a button, and you can already feel like a few lights around it turn on as you attune to this belt, this tech huh. belt. And it feels right <clears throat> being worn by you. Like, it feels like it's. The, like you wearing it is right like you can use this properly all right so you two are looking for information on the tower and you also are yeah i just happened on this house but yeah i, I am uh miss ria could you tell me a little bit about it what was that? Uh, could you tell us about? Wait a minute. Is your is your middle name Rhea? 
No, um, that Rhea was my mother, but she passed away a while ago. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry about that. Um. It, yeah, thanks. And as you're having this sadder moment in the conversation, as there's a brief silence, Lily, you remember that sitting in your hand are this necklace and this piece of paper. But before we get to those, we're going to cut away. We're going to travel to a road leading from that poorer neighborhood to other parts of town where Adira, uh, you are begrudgingly dragging, uh, metaphorically dragging, uh, you are begrudgingly metaphorically dragging um, Ren along. Do you think you're heading towards the general town market or are you heading towards the forest? Well, DM, Adira's initial thought, my initial thought was to go hunting. Uh, I, I'm not so inclined to do that with Ren with me, but Adira only has 15 gold pieces. Does she know how much that might get for her in the market? I'm gonna say you actually received 20 pieces from your mother for purchasing something before you left. I'm gonna retroactively say that. Okay. Um, then we'll head towards the market. Um, specifically, passerbys? <clears throat> yep. So you head out towards passerbys and you go to this little market where there's several stalls. There is, as you, as the two of you are walking to it, what's happening with the two of you, right? Uh, in this, uh, interaction. I am not particularly inclined to say anything. Uh, I am on a mission, uh, so I'm just kind of looking straight forward and just walking. Ren, this girl has not said a word or looked at you. That just means I have to do all the talking. And <laughs> Ren will probably talk her ear off about everything. Like, the entire time they're walking, I, I would be talking about li literally nonsense. Um, I don't know if we have to role play all of that because, it's, like, he's literally just talking nonsense. So you're going on and on. You hear these things about lemurs and about books and about uh, all this stuff, Adira. At, at a certain point, it becomes overwhelming. I'm internally cursing this woman, Lola, who sent her idiot son with me. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to say, oh my god, do you always talk this much? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you well, always talk this much, or am I just lucky? No. Lola says that I talk a lot, and that I need to give other people a chance to talk. Did you want a chance to talk? Not particularly. And he's gonna... I think at that point, I'll, like, I'll get the context clues of what she's going for and she'll, and I'll just like fall into silence. It's probably comfortable for Adira, but for Ren it's like like I should be like I should be talking. I should be doing something. 
<laughs> this is excruciating for you, Ren. The two of you eventually arrive at this market at Passerby's. Uh, there is a stall with some pre-made items that just need to be warmed up, um, Adira, and you do see. Make a roll. Make um an investigation check for me. I got a nat twenty on that investigation. <laughs> <laughs> You got a nat 20. You immediately spot this large chicken pot pie. That seems like it would be a perfect size for um, multiple people. And then you see a larger vegetable pie. Or no, a smaller vegetable pie. That seems like it would be good for non-meat eaters. Mm -hmm. Do I have enough for both? I say because I don't remember if... Yeah, you do have enough for both. I don't remember... I'm saying that because I don't remember what we agreed on, but... Brian is literally a vegetarian. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I remembered correctly. You probably have enough for both, uh, you think. Yeah. And you pay for it. Um, little exchange, very little exchange, not much of exchange at all. And you guys walk, start walking back towards the house. Is this a continued silence from the two of you as you walk back? I think I am... Deep in my thoughts, going over all of the visitors that have come to my house, and uh, in a rare moment of being communicative and curious, I say, um, so what does that monkey keep in its diaper? Because I am very concerned as to what landed on my face. Oh, well, that specifically, that was just salt. Um, Coco keeps all sorts of things in her diaper. We really don't know all of it. We kind of pulls them out sometimes. We don't really ask questions. She doesn't really answer them either. That's horrifying. Your poor mother. Lola, Lola is very patient with Coco. She's a good mom. She's a good mom. Yeah, that's good. Mine's a good mom, too. She seemed really nice. I, I wouldn't want her for my mom, but maybe for a second mom. I think she has two moms. She's really nice. Most of the time, I don't think I deserve her. And that's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to keep heading back to the house. You guys, in an awkward silence, walk back to the house, heading back for uh, dinner to warm this up, to interact with all these random people in the house. Ren, you don't even know two of them are there yet because you haven't been in the living room. And as the two of you start walking back to the house, and the rest of you are in the living room, looking at the belt, we're going to take our first break. Okay. Each week, we here at Campaign Crusades want to give a special non-sponsored shout-out to an individual or organization whose service has been absolutely integral in helping us create the best possible content for you all at home. 
This week, our non-sponsored shout-out goes to D&D Beyond, whose service, including their character creator, their homebrew content creator, and every single sourcebook they have, has been huge in helping us get on our feet and create a product that is worthy of your guys' time. It has cut so much of the pain of creating Dungeons & Dragons out of the way, so we can focus on the good parts for you all. So thank you to D&D Beyond for everything you have done in creating your service. It has been absolutely helpful to every single one of us in this group. Welcome back. We return from our break to find our adults, plus lemur, in the living room of the Burke house, where Lily is holding on to this sapphire shard necklace in one hand and a piece of paper in the other. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, um, what I is found- that? I found these two things in my closet, and I'll just put them on the table. Is uh, is any of this helpful to you guys? I'm gonna run up and grab that amulet. Coco, Coco. You just oh, no, uh, um, found it in your closet. Why would it uh pertain to us? I'm not sure. It, the note mentions my grandmother. It's just the note that um, is already in Discord. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I also found this, and I'll pull out the letter, but I haven't looked at it yet. I'll pick up the note and start reading it real quick. Which note? The one that is on the table. Uh, Lily already read. Okay. Would Would you mind if I took a look at the the letter? Go ahead. I'm gonna read that letter. <laughs> cool. So Kai, you open the letter, and it says, "It's a um, it's an old letter. It seems like it was addressed to Ria." Uh. As you are looking at it and reading it, you see that it's kind of faded. There's some stains of, like, wear and tear on it. It says, Rhea, it was so nice to hear from you in your last letter. We miss you around the shop. You always had such a wonderful taste in tea. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. It was wonderful to hear about baby Lily. I hope you and she are finding a pleasant life in Ballara. Life around the shop has gotten slow, but I do have some wonderful news. I bought it. I am now the proud owner of the tea shop after 25 years. You must come back to visit us in Fallon soon and bring the child, please. I hope to hear from you again soon. With love, Aldre Vansom. I will post this for you guys to all read as well. I'm going to kind of slam the letter down. Just be like, this is just about tea. <laughs> just like, <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna mimic Kai and just <laughs> and then slam the amulet down. No, 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 no! <laughs> hey, come on, come on. <laughs> Don't. I'm so sorry. She, she's hungry. I'm gonna pick the amulet back up and start chewing on it. No, Coco, um... Coco, put that down. Put that down, or you're not gonna. I'm, I'll send you to bed. Put it down. Do you, do you want to? <laughs> you have to the count of three. One, two, two and a half, two and three quarters. That's right. That's right. I'm so sorry about that. Here, have this back. I'll take so it. So it is indeed a sapphire shard, so there's no bite marks at all. But it does have saliva on it now. Oh, okay. Uh, as uh, you are holding it again, Lily, you notice there is a very soft glow to it. Hmm. Almost an arcane glow. And you know this to be the case. Or rather, it feels more like a divine glow, rather. And you know this to be the case because of your experience with divinity. Can I try to inspect it further? <laughs> Sure, give me an arcana check. Okay. Ooh, that's a nine. So you're looking at it further. You know that it has some protective ability to it, but you have no idea what it is. You don't know exactly what this thing does or what it is. All you know is that it might be a good item to keep around you. Maybe wear as a necklace. I'll put it on. Wonderful. So you put it on and you uh, you put it on and you feel almost a connection to your mom wearing this. You don't know what this thing's doing yet, but you do. 
in your inventory, you can now find this amulet. Oh. Okay. Uh, cool. What is everyone else doing at this moment? Um, I, I'm walking over to Lola, like, just on my legs, with my arms out, crying. <laughs> I pick up Coco, put her on my shoulder, and say, I know, I know, they'll be back soon, they'll be back soon. I smack you in your forehead and start crying again. <laughs> and climb down your arm and just kind of hug it. Like, hug your arm. Okay. Well, is is this like your pet? My no, this is my daughter. How did you? How did you birth birth that? <laughs> well, both shoot, my like, kids are adopted. At, at at Kai, like I just like start glaring at you. Like I don't know what you're saying, but I don't like your tone. What did you say, Morgan? Me? Oh. No. Yeah, while while Lola responds, you make an intimidation check, Coco. That's a dirty well, turn. I, I mean, the way most everyone... Did you take an anatomy class in school, honey? Kai, you get this response from Lola... But here's the deal. This monk, this lemur is giving you evil eyes. And it is very unsettling. And you just find it best not to continue this line of conversation. Um, so, Lily, um, is there any anything else? Any other, other kind of information? No, I've given you all I have. I'm just gonna kind of look at. And Lola. Both of you make investigate. No, make insight checks. Okay. Well, I'm just looking <laughs> no, at Bo like. I changed my mind. Investigation. Bo and Lola make investigation checks. 18. I'm just looking at Bo like, oh my god, this is disappointing. Whole entire eight. Ooh. That's right. If this was, what did you get, uh, Bo? 18. Lola, you're not sure what to make of this. Bo, you get this feeling. Okay, the amulet, the shard amulet and the letter to Lily don't seem out of place. You get the feeling if this letter was put together with those items, clearly there's a reason there has to be a reason. Like, clearly this letter is a clue or contains clues regarding this amulet shard. Possibly the tower. You don't know for sure. But that's the feeling you're getting, uh, considering they were paired together. Uh, and you said that uh, the, all, all this stuff was found together. Yeah, it was in a little uh, box. Can I just examine both the notes and just like see if there's anything special about them? Yeah, the text is in the uh, is available to all of you. I posted the text. Um, 
there <coughs> there is nothing special about the paper if that's what you're asking though and at that moment okay. the door opens and adira and ren walk in adira is holding a large chicken pot pie and ren's holding a smaller vegetable pot pie we got pies i'm gonna quickly oh. climb up lola's arm my eyes get huge and i just start like bouncing <laughs> food <laughs> I know, I know. Welcome back, Ren and Adira. Come on, Ren, I'll show you the kitchen. And we'll take the pies in there. Cool, you guys head into the kitchen. Um, Lola and Ren. Or not Lola and Ren. Adira and Ren. You're in the kitchen. What's going on for you guys in the kitchen with the pies? Uh, is it like... Are they, like, already warmed up, ready to eat? No, they're cold. Okay. I'll, uh, get the oven warmed up uh, and get them put in. Cool. Um, so you warm up the oven. Uh, while it's warming up, are you doing anything or just waiting there silently, the two of you? Um, Adira's gonna go back to the living space where everyone is and say, so what did we miss? Uh, Ren will follow into the area and immediately go to Lola. Completely, uh, ignoring the, the, the young people. Um, who, who is this phantom to you? Um, I ask Lily. Do I know him? Not in your memory, no. I I I don't know. I'll say this: it doesn't require a role. You don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've never met him. <coughs> I'll, I'll just jot a note of that name down real quick. Who's Vansom? Uh, he's mentioned in this letter. I guess that was to my mom, but. I don't know. Adira's gonna take the letter and read it. You are looking for Rio, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was connected to this person? Was he connected to the tower? Well, we don't know we were hoping you would know or at least uh one of you well i'm 13 and i never met ria so i don't know anything for sure but it sounds like if we have one lead on her it's this tea shop she was being told to go to this tea shop then maybe that's where you go not a bad idea yeah, I was, I was just thinking about that. I was like, like Were I was frustrated. You? Well, yeah, because I got Were frustrated. You really? <laughs> I was. I, I, I don't was, believe you. I was literally think. I was. I was sitting here thinking like. If you were thinking, at first it, I was why frustrated that was just it? about tea, and I was waiting for a moment in the conversation to say it because I'm a polite person. Polite people don't get shit done. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> so. 
But are, are we done here? I mean, I kind of like this. We, one, actually. we know where we need to go. Yeah, we well, can probably check this place out. Thanks to me. Like, well, I mean, if you, you guys have, are... What's your big plan? Fix a tower. Fix Save Reverend. Do you have any sort of ideas on how to do that besides coming to talk to us? We're going to go to the to this tea shop obviously this letter was written like a long time ago well you think he's dead quite possibly only one way to find out i need a um wisdom saving throw from lily oh <laughs> okay <laughs> I love how I don't even need to say what it's about. I just need to say that and you guys all freak out. <laughs> oh, natural 20. Oh. So on that natural 20, you have a thought cross your mind. And that is, this is, they these people may be looking for an answer for the tower and maybe looking for information. But whatever information they have, it's led them to your mother. Even though she may be deceased, it's still your mother. This is about her, it seems. She seems to have had a part to play in this. And great, these people can go try to turn on the tower or whatever, but if they're going to follow the path of your mother, who says that who says that her descendant shouldn't be the one to do this? I will let you, obviously as the player, handle that how you wish, but that thought crosses your mind of this is your mother. This is her story. Clearly, this is something you did not know about her. Listen, I don't know what you're really looking for. I really don't feel like he's going to have any information. But if you're going, I'm going to, to that tea guy. No one's and so are we. As am I. Lily. That mm -hmm. strikes a chord with you. This could be dangerous. Adira, I'm not sure you should go. Why? It's, we don't know really anything about what's going to happen and I don't it might be too risky for you to go I think you know very well that I'm capable of protecting myself I don't think I'm going to experience anything more dangerous out there than I've already experienced here I just gestured it were in like uh look at her I don't I don't think uh Anything will, uh, you know, cause her any trouble. I think she can handle herself. She looks like uh, she gets in more trouble than uh, trouble comes to her. That's just my guess, though. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be like a moment of shock that Bo has where he's surprised that this obstinate kid just 
validated everything he just said. Uh, by the way, Adira is gonna go check on those pies to yeah, keep you, the house from you burning down. You hear the down. ding of the oven <laughs> finally hitting the 350 degrees. <laughs> yeah. You go take okay. care of the pies, you put them in the oven. Yeah. So, Bo, Kai, you suddenly have these two women in front of you saying they're coming along. One is the daughter of the person whose trail you're following. The other one is a random stranger you just met. How are you reacting? As long as uh, they don't get in the way, I don't care, Kai. It's up to them to make that choice. I didn't, I didn't ask to have like a bunch of people like travel with me. I mean, I understand that. I mean, if Lily is if this is about your mother then of course you should go but like this this is a, a lot I'll have anything at once I just met most of you I where do we do we even know where this tea shop is Yeah, does it say? Point you return from the pies, by the way, Adira. It's not on the map. Cool. I'm speeding down. Let me look back at that note. I mean, it seems like it would be a tea shop here. I don't think she would go. Oh, it says back in Fallon. That far. You know that Fallon's not far. All of you. It's the nearest major city. It's probably about a little under a day's journey on foot and none of you and you probably all don't know that the other people are in this same situation but at least individually i'll know none of you can afford to rent an auto bike so it's going to be a full day of walking to get back to the city of fallon the pies smell good might as well eat something before we uh start walking again <laughs> it's also the evening at this point it's also the evening at this point so you're gonna have to wait till tomorrow to walk okay good because bo is tired <laughs> oh, a sleepover. Yay. I don't have a lot of extra room. Any motels uh, nearby? Lily, you have the couch and the love seat, and that's it. Yep. Well, we were we were staying at an inn down the road a little ways anyway. We can just we'll leave afterwards and meet up with you guys in the morning. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I can sleep on the floor. No, we really don't want to impose any more than we already have. I mean, what'd you say, Morgan? We don't want to impose any more than we already have. I mean, coming into your house. And... Well, you're already here, aren't you? Um, I mean, if you have a place to stay, feel free to, you know, stay there. But if you need a place to stay. I can offer at least the roof. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. We we pay by the day. I already paid them for tonight, so I, it's all right. Once once we're done, once we have a plan in place, we'll just meet up in the morning.
At this point, Adira, you hear a ding from the kitchen. Pies are ready. Yeah, I'll go take them out. Cool. Yeah, take out these two pies. Uh, and they look nice and warm and ready to eat. I'll uh, pull out some plates and silverware. And uh, poke my head in the living room and say, food's ready. You have these fancy, pl- I'm sorry, a stink bug just landed next to me, and I am not happy about that. Hello, yeah. friend. Uh, anyway, you have these plates all ready, prepared, or no, you have these plates you guys barely ever use, like these nice dinnerware, <clears throat> meant for guests, but you have never used them once in your life, Adira. So they're I'm very the dusty. China. They're very dusty in the cabinet. Well, uh, she'll take them out and rinse them off first, but uh, if this is what they're meant for, might as well let them have their time to shine. All right, so you bring the silverware, the plateware, and the pies into the living space, and you all have this dinner in front of you. So as you all chow down, enjoy your dinner, and whatnot. Is there anything that anyone particularly wants to share or talk about during the meal? Um, I'm gonna say something to Lily mostly. Um, just say, um, I'm very sorry. Um, if I've acted kind of crabby today, this is tower issues, obviously, very important to everyone um but if i mean our this school i was going to is it's not you know up anymore and my parents worked so hard to get me in there and it's just i mean it's it's lots of money and I mean, sometimes, like, it's, you know, I worry about them being out on the streets, and it's just, it's, I mean, it's it's tough times for everyone, but I guess sometimes it just gets to you. I understand that I got fired a little while ago, so we're just kind of hanging on right now. I understand how important it is to want to turn the tower on, but I wish we had more concrete direction i don't really want to risk anyone's and i'll kind of motion to adira very subtly uh safety Mm -hmm. i understand and then continue to eat my pie (laughs) i'll eat my vegetable pie (laughs) i'm eating meat pie what about everyone else is anyone else doing anything specific i think i am trying to figure out what i think about Bo because uh i was really mad about him brushing me off initially but i'm also glad that 
he seems cool with me coming along. So I'm kind of internally conflicted about Bo. I'm like, is this guy cool? Is he lame? What's up with him? Can you make a stealth check for me? <laughs> I'm just staring at him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh God. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a six. <laughs> well, that does not come close to Bo's passive perception. Bo, you notice this goth-looking girl kind of just staring at him and just <laughs> staring. Um, head up to you. Nah, I'm, I'm just looking. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking back, and I, I take a drink without taking my eyes off her. And uh, I like your clothes. They're pretty cool. Black, black's a good color. I like your clothes too. Black is a good color. Something uh, on your mind? Nothing that you need to know. Alright, I'm not trying to pry. Just noticed you were looking my way for a long time I'm trying to figure out if i like you or not uh you probably won't it's not too uncommon well <laughs> if that's the case you probably won't like me either that's also not uncommon <laughs> well we'll have to wait and see won't we so as you're having this conversation, and Adira, you're talking with this guy who looks like he could be straight out of one of those bands you like, My Alchemical Romance, Fallout Bard, <laughs> uh, Peril in the Dungeon, <laughs> any of those bands, <laughs> you're trying to figure out if you like him or not. Uh, Lola, what are you up to? I'm just portioning out food for Lola. For Lola. <laughs> just cutting a little bit of food up for uh, Coco and sitting back and watching everything. Alright. So you guys eventually all finished your dinner. And... I wanted to do something. Okay, what are you doing? After Lola has finished cutting up my food, I'm gonna pick up my plate and walk over to Adira and sit down next to her. <laughs> and stare at Bo with her. <laughs> okay. I think I, I, I'm a little off put uh, I'm not a fan of this lemur seeing as it threw something at me in the first like minute of seeing me but uh, I like that uh, she's helping me intimidate this man yeah I'm, I'm kind of still I was looking at I was looking at um, a deer but now I'm looking between them and my, my first my first tip was <laughs> confident and uh, you know, unwielding, but now it's a little, a little more, uh, reserved. I kind of, like, look up at Adira, and then look at Bo, look back at Adira, smack my hand on the table while staring at Bo, and then continue eating my food. 
Bo, you may be off-put, but you've seen much worse and weirder in your life, so you're not intimidated. You're just off-put. Yeah, it's a bit weird. <clears throat> so you all eat the rest of the meal in sort of an awkward, uncomfortable silence. And eventually finish this meal. Uh, and it is seemingly decided you're all going to reconvene tomorrow for... Uh, your travels? Um, I fell asleep next to Adira. Like, with my head on her... I don't know how high I am, so I don't know where exactly my head is, but... But we're not quite at the sleeping phase yet. Coco finished her food. It's nappy time. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So you start napping against Adira. Adira, this lemur is napping against you. Uh... Lily, you are trying to figure out um, the sleeping arrangements. Kai, I need you to make a perception check for me. Okay. That's another nat 20, my guy. So you are looking at this goth girl who's staring at your uh, partner in crime. And you have this moment where she looks very familiar. Like, she's young, but she looks kind of familiar to you, weirdly enough. As you're wondering, you notice on the mantle in the corner are a bunch of pictures. And as you get up and look closer to them, and you look closer, you see this one picture of a young woman who does not appear to be either of the two people who live at this home. Uh, With a smile on her face, looking very carefree. You realize that shadow you saw that you were talking about as you were entering town with Bo? On a nat 20, you think that shadow is the woman in this picture. Which, based off of the fact it's not Lily or Adira, but also it looks a lot like Adira, that's probably Rhea. And you see, Rhea has this long, straight black hair, this... <clears throat> this uh, pointed nose, thin face. She looks just like Adira, except a little older and happier. <sighs> Lily. Yes? Can I talk, talk to you um, for a minute? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to like kind of like go out more somewhere private. Do you want to go um, outside? Okay, you guys head to the porch then. I was going to say the kitchen, but you guys head to the porch. Um. Okay, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to say this. Um. I had this weird experience the other day um i guess you could call it a nightmare um and i i was in dark void and i i saw your picture um the one and it had someone who looked like someone that i saw in the dark in the dark void and I'm pretty sure it was Rhea saying uh, something. 
Lily, you know Dark Void is the plane of shadows, the plane that souls go to when they turn into shadow, when they pass into shadow, and they are die, and they die when they are deceased. And she was saying something to me, like, "Bring him back." I, I don't, I don't. I mean, if it's, I mean, who knows if it actually means anything? But you should know that. I thank you for, I guess, telling me. I'm not sure what that means. I don't know if when I was first there, it felt like this weird thing, like, I don't know, something like trying to bring this, all I could think was someone trying to bring a dark entity back to life. A dark entity like a shadow or something malicious? Um, I want an in I want a history, I guess, check from okay. from Kai. Oh, I missed my dice tray. Uh eighteen. That's eight. Oh, uh, you said eighteen? Yeah. You get the feeling that when this soul, this shadow said bring him back, it wasn't about bringing something back from to life or anything. It seems like it was about returning something to Dark Void that isn't there, that belongs there. <laughs> like something's um, missing from Dark Void almost. Okay. Um. I mean, now that, now that I think of it, it's... It, it it isn't. I think what I I at first thought it was. No, I'm I'm. Seems more like something's missing from Dark Void. That sounds ominous. I mean, it was it was probably just a prank. I mean, or a nightmare. That's what I said first. Anyways. Cool. <laughs> so you um <clears throat> so you both head back inside. It becomes evening, evening becomes late. Uh everyone kind of gets set up in the house uh for the evening. Uh Lola, do you return to the inn with Coco and uh Ren or are you staying at the house overnight? Well, we already paid for the next night at the inn, so... And we need to collect our things. We left everything there. So the three of you leave for the inn after a long night. plan is it tomorrow morning to return to this house. Lily, you set Bo and Kai up in the living room. Give one the couch, one the love seat, which is a recliner. Um, and that evening, before bed... There's a moment where you stop in Adira's room. You know how you feel about Adira going on this journey. You don't like to put your foot down. That is clear. That has been established. But this feels like the only... This feels like, like something you have to. 
Adira, can we talk? Sure. You and I both know that I'm not worried about you being able to handle yourself. And I know Bo seemed okay with you um, venturing with us, but I feel like we both know that it would be best if you stayed. I don't think we both know that because that's not what I think. I want to go. I, I'm sorry, but I don't think it's a good idea. Why not? It's too dangerous. <laughs> Mom, I'm a were- I, <laughs> Mom, I'm a were-raven. I, I can handle anything dangerous that comes my way. You know that. Yes, but not- Everyone is okay with were-ravens. You almost died when that happened. I can't. I don't want to risk anything happen to, happening to you, or you accidentally hurting anyone else. Okay, and 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 what what about you? What do I do if if it's too dangerous for you and you don't come back? That maybe you shouldn't go. You don't have a talons and a beak to fight against things with. You're just a woman with paintbrushes. What are you going to use that for? Lily, I want you to make a wisdom save. Not again. <clears throat> Being intimidated by my daughter. <laughs> Ooh, that's a six. Oh, you know that there is something she does not know about you. Something divine, magical. But in this moment, the argument you're getting from her when you're putting your foot down this talk back wells up and you can't hold that you can't withhold that information any longer and you you know she that she and she you never told her about what you do to protect her but now is as good a time as ever in this anger this tension that's rising to say something it seems in your head in your mind i am not as weak as you think I am. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, do you remember that day when we were painting? And something happened and everything kind of exploded. All too well, yes. Well, um, due to who your other parents is, um, there are things that you can't control. And, um, uh, due to another friend, I can.
what 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 are you saying um i'm going to uh use gust and kind of throw my fingers around and create like a little gust of wind in the house and like kind of blow a deer's hair around so what you've been using magic to control me not you just I guess you could say chaos that resides around you. Okay, so then what happens when you leave and you can't use your windy fingers <laughs> to control my chaos? What happens to Bellara? If you are safe and alone, then everyone should be fine. But if you go, there's new experiences. There's some there's things I can't predict and I can't I don't know if I can protect you from. And I don't know how that's gonna affect that part of you. So Am I supposed to just stay in Bellara forever then? What happens when I grow up? I'm almost 14. I'm almost an adult. What happens when I want to leave? Are you not going to let me leave? You 14 is not almost an adult. We still have Apparently time to figure out. 16 is enough to be an adult and deal with adult things. Why would you say that? Because I'm 13 and you're 29. I'm capable of math. Adira, make an insight check. Uh. <laughs> 16. I'm sweating. <laughs> however, <clears throat> however you choose to handle this, whatever you think Adira is thinking in this moment... That's totally up to you, but I will tell you there is a moment where upon hearing that quivering, why would you say that, you know that you struck a chord with your mom, you crossed a line. Um, you know that as much as she loves you, 16 years old was, would not, was not her choice of age for you to be born. You know she would have preferred to wait until she was a little older and more capable of caring for you. Uh, however you choose to handle the fact that you've crossed that line, you've struck that chord, is totally up to you. And Brian, you, you, that moment does strike a chord with you. Like, you love Adira, but if you could choose any age to have a child, 16 was not in a million years going to be it. That was the age you had a daughter was not your choice. This does strike a chord. It is an emotionally taxing moment for you. Actually, Adira, please make a 
con save. Ooh. Oh my. That's spicy. You can eat it. I hate those. <laughs> I think you know why I'm asking you for this, and I think Brian um, too. Oh no. Uh, that's a nine. You start feeling your breathing become irregular, and you start to, your vision starts to blur a little, as you can feel the beginnings of a panic attack coming on. And as your thoughts seem to get more irrational and fuzzy, all you can think about is this anger, the last thing you said, the fact that your mom is not letting you come along with with her when you feel like you need to be coming along. You There's just so much going on in your head. Uh, cap, like, piled on top of who you feel you are as a person in, given your life circumstances, that you're starting to lose your grounding and things start to become all fuzzy and breathing starts to become heavy and this panic attack begins to set in. She's gonna sit on her bed um, and attempt to get her breathing under control. Uh, Lily, make an insight check. Adira, make a make another con save for me. Uh, if I flip my uh, uh, flipping stone to the side of the essence rune, uh, can I add a plus two to my con save? You can. That is the point of that side of the stone. <laughs> Sir DM. I got a thir- uh, 14. Oh, okay. Uh, that is a 26. So you start to calm yourself. You flip it and you feel the energy start Sorry, to radiate 20... a little. No, 26. That was right. You flip the you flip the necklace and you feel the pulsing energy of calm start to wash over you and it helps control your breathing. You feel a little better as so you take a few breaths. Lily, you see the beginnings of a panic attack that quickly subside from your daughter. 14 is a child 16 is a child i don't want you to have to go through anything that you shouldn't have to go to through as a child i will go i'll be back in a couple days you're going to stay here um I've already been through things that a child shouldn't be through. I know. That's why I can't have you go. I've already been... What do I have left to lose? Shoot. Just to clarify something for you (laughs) audience at home, this is probably... A far cry from the last character that I have DM'd for Brian. So, he's got to get back into the familiarity of intense conversation. So, (laughs) cutting him a little break. (laughs) Uh, I kind of think Lily's just going to turn around and go to her room. Lily walks out and leaves. Awesome. Perfect. Great timing. Thank you. 
So this conversation ends on a tense note. Bo and Kai, you <coughs> take harass they hear- in the in the uh, house. Um, both of you make perception checks for me. Okay. That's a nat one. 19. Uh, Kai, you fell asleep right away. Like, you didn't. <laughs> oh, no. Bo, you heard the whole thing. So everyone winds up in their own rooms and you all go to bed. Um, and the next morning happens and people start to wake up. It is now dawn. I need both Adira and uh, Bo to make d20 rolls and i believe you both know the nature of these rolls dm you're not gonna believe it it was a three you got a three (laughs) what about you um Bo? Not three. Oh, one. Wait. So not one. Okay. Let me just check something. Oh no. <clears throat> Sorry to your house. Okay. <laughs> so, a little information for you, our audience. Both characters have aspects of their character that require them, at the end of long rests, to make certain rolls. Or, on a failure, something will happen. Both of our players just failed their rolls. So I have to roll some... I have to roll some uh, D100 rolls to figure out what's about to happen. So, as you guys start to wake up in the morning, two things happen. The first thing that happens is... The first, immediately, Lily, you wake up. It's a calm morning. It's a quiet morning. Things <sighs> might not, might just be okay. They might not go wrong. Uh, and suddenly, in like almost the matter of a single moment, you hear you hear what sounds like boom. Smack. The boom seems to come from one side of the house. The smack seems to come from another. Uh. <laughs> You all wake up. Adira, as you wake up, your entire room is just drenched in a thick, thick coat of grease. Um, um, and Bo and Kai, you both know what's, uh, what happens. As soon as you hear this, boom, you both wake up. A vast explosion occurs in this in this uh, living space. A vast explosion. I need a deck save from Kai. Uh, as the room seems to explode in a... Almost like it's like black and white movie. Like a black and white movie. A gray flame. The entire room explodes in a fireball of gray flame. I threw my dice like at my laptop first. Um... <laughs> <laughs> then I got a 16. You dive behind the couch just in time to avoid getting hit. You feel the heat, but you don't get hurt. As <clears throat> as soon as the explosion subsides, you look up. 
There are furniture items all covered in this flame. It looks like normal flame, except it is like a gray, like it's in a silent movie instead of being orange and red. Lily, what are you doing? I'm running to... I mean, I'm going to run out outside of my room and see the explosion. And then I'm going to run to Adira's room. You see the grease and the explosion, and you immediately have that moment of understanding of this is the kind of thing that has been happening to your daughter. These both probably happened because of her. Adira, I'm like sitting up in bed and like, I assume it's on me. Yes, it's <laughs> all like, over. Ugh, wiping off. And I'm like, did I hear the second explosion or am I only aware of this? <clears throat> well, the explosion was first. So give me an insight check. Yeah. Uh, 16. You get the feeling that the explosion was something else. Somewhere else in the house. Uh, as I sit up, like, I, this is gross, but, like, obviously I am familiar with this just weirdness. Uh, and I'm gonna, <laughs> like, sleepily ask. The door slams open and oh. your mom looks in the room. Uh, was there a... Was there a second explosion? Uh. Yes. Did I do it? Um. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. You think so, Lily? <laughs> I I mean, who else? I'm gonna run over and try to use my channel divinity to get rid of the the grease in the room. All right. Uh, you use your channel divinity. Uh. You, yeah, use your channel divinity. I am going to make a roll. The grease <clears throat> takes a few seconds, but the grease does disappear. As you seem to suck it all up into nothingness. While this is happening, Bo and Kai, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I want to try to, like, stomp out the flames. <laughs> You're literally stomping on the couch and the coffee table and an end table, just trying to get the flames out. But oh, what's I'm happening? So with you? Um, kind of just looking around, like, well, that happened, I guess. Oh, just watching Kai. Could it have been a better out. time for this, Bo? <laughs> Bo is kind of sitting there watching Kai put this flame out. Uh, as uh. Lily, you walk back out into the main room. Adira, do you follow? I do, because I want to see what else I did. And you see Kai putting out the flame all over the room. 
my god. And I'll start t- trying to also stomp it out. I've got it. Uh, I've got it. Uh, I've, I've got this one. The two. Eventually, the two of you do get the flame out. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry, guys. I that I. That's. Uh, I'm sorry. I. You could have gone. No, no need her. to apologize. Uh, things happen. I'm gonna like look at Bo. What and a jerk! At... Blaming the ki- letting the kids <laughs> to <Yeah>. blame. <laughs> what a jerk! <laughs> I'm just like, wait a minute. It's things happen. Everyone's alright, so it's nothing to worry about. What's the state of my house? Your house is fine. Don't worry. Your house is okay. fine. You, the, it could have been. It could have been much worse. It's very. Very sorry to your house. And after that all subsides, Lily, you return to your room and pack for your trip. Intending to leave Adira behind. Adira, you are in your room stewing. Eventually, Lily, Bo, and Kai, you leave the house. And in the town center, you meet up with Lola, who has uh, seemingly decided to bring Ren and Coco with with her. Adira, we will return to you in a minute, so hang tight. The other six of you are now at the town center. The trip to Fallon is south. We're taking the monkey and another child... But not, not the other one. The other one at least seems like she can handle herself. Well, good morning to you guys too. Um, yeah, oh, where, morning. where is your daughter? I thought it was best if uh, she stayed. Um, I hop off of Lola's shoulders and start running towards the house. You need to make an survival check. Okay. All right, well, uh, it appears Coco does not want that to be happening, so... I would like to chase after Coco. And... That's a 17. You even... You get an idea of which direction to go, but you still manage to get lost. That doesn't meet the DC. And you have no idea where you're going. And you can't find your way back to the house. (laughs) Well... This doesn't usually happen. Um, I'll 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 be right back, and I go chasing after Ren and Coco. So you guys eventually catch up to Coco, who stands stumped in the middle of the road, lost, not sure how to get back to this house. He started to seemingly run towards. Coco, if you don't stay with the group, I'm gonna have to get you a little harness, and I know you don't want that. So you make sure you stay Can't with leash. us next time, okay? As, a, I would like as to I'm see sitting it. there, I just, like, put my hand up. I'm gonna grab the hands. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna stand up and start walking. I need you to make a, I guess, nature check, though. Oh, that's an eight. Sun is getting higher. You're losing daylight. You probably won't make it there uh, while the shop's open unless you go now. 
Um, I kind I guess I just shoved down to Lola and the other two. Uh, let's get going. We don't got much time. All right, all right. Well, let's go. And the <clears throat> the group of you, <clears throat> the six of you, start traveling south out of town and down the same road that Bo and Kai traveled in on. Meanwhile, at the cursed house, Adira, you are sitting stewing in your disdain for what's happened. You are being left at home to fend for yourself, not to go on this adventure. What are you doing? In all honesty, there's a good 20 minutes where I wallow in self-pity and just I'm mad at my mom. I'm mad at who I am. I'm mad at life. Uh, And eventually uh, I pull myself together and I just know that there's absolutely no way I'm letting my mom go on what might be an absolutely incredible adventure on her own. Uh, So I grab a bag, uh, grab some clothes, grab my daggers. I've got my own built-in weapons, but maybe I'll need them. Uh, My short sword. Grab an empty journal and a pen to write with. And I'm leaving the house. Don't forget your music player. My bass? Oh, yes. I thought, I thought you were talking about my bass. But no, yes, I'm absolutely bringing music my music player, player. Literally only has four bands on it. <laughs> Just how I like it. Yeah. And you leave the house and start to follow behind. You are traveling. Eventually, you catch up to the point where you can see them in the distance. Um, I'm guessing... My ideal plan, my ideal plan is to not let them know I'm following them until a moment in which I can prove myself useful. If there's like a fight or a deadly encounter or something that I can jump into and show that I can handle myself and I should be on this journey. Can I wave? Can I like wave at her? (laughs) You don't see her. Even on a nat 20, given the circumstances, you would not see her. Okay. Um, so you all are traveling along this road. I need, uh, you are long traveling this road. It's about four hours that you're traveling, the six of you together. Uh, uh, Dira, you're traveling in the distance behind them so they can't see you. Um, you all have your bags. Lola, you're carrying enough for three instead of one. Because there's no way Ren and Coco are carrying it. Um, um, Adira, I need you to make a perception check. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, it's an eight. You see what looks like a rustle from a bush uh, in a split second. You can't tell what it is, but there's like a rustle in a, from a bush up ahead. Um, and before you can tell what's happening, uh, up ahead in the distance, the other six of you suddenly hear a voice shout, NOW! And these guys wearing what seems like metal breastplates, metal like goggles, like all scrap metal. It's all just scrap metal. And they have these scrap weapons jump out of the bushes and they are surrounded by this like pack of these like small like steam drones. And everything starts charging at you and you hear, ah! 
as these things start to rush you in the middle of this uh, road between the cornfields. And that is where you all need to roll initiative. Eh. And we fade to black as we now travel into our episode one epilogue. We travel now four years earlier to the year 1546. The tower has been shut down for several years, having seemed to have lost power in 1529. Ever since that moment when the humans took over, taking the place of the tower, the nation of Riverin has been in gradual decline. One of the aspects of the nation that has remained unaffected is Fortitude Industries, the creator of products such as the scrying tablet, the sending tablet, and the renowned Omnimech. In the month of Salus, it has been announced that Fortitude Industries is about to release a press announcement from the CEO and face of the, of the company. <coughs> named Ilsa Fisk. Ilsa arrives at this wooden podium with a backdrop with a Fortitude Industries logo. It is this metallic-looking F. And she addresses the audience in front of her, a ton of reporters. She has, she's tall with this, uh, thin, with beautiful, long, dark hair that, that falls down her face. Her face is beautiful yet terrifying. Imagine Kate Blanchett in any role she's ever played. Uh, she, <clears throat> she's got this stern look on her face, like someone who is both adored and revered. And as she opens her mouth, she speaks to the crowd and says, Hello, everyone. Today, I am proud to announce a brand new project for Fortitude Industries. In the many years since the shutting of Omnis Tower, many in our nation have struggled. Our economy has declined, the quality of living has gone down, and you, our people, have suffered. I know, not everyone. We at Fortitude have been fortunate enough that we have maintained a, a steady stream of success. Our Omnimex continue to sell and we will continue to make newer and newer versions for you and for your lives to become simpler. But we have many resources, more than just our Omnimex and tablets, and we want to put those resources to use. Beginning on the first of the coming month, a new division of Fortitude Industries will begin operation. This division, titled the Omnis Operation, will not be designed to make any projects or any services for you to buy. It will be one single service free for all. The Omnis Operation will be a research and field work, a, a research and field work team with the sole purpose of restarting the famous Omnis Tower. Our goal is to find an answer and get the tower back up and running. It has been too long that we have lived in the failing country and that we of Fortitude refuse to accept that any longer. If we succeed within the next five years, the tower should be restored and our nation saved. May the gods of Lair guide us and help us in this journey. Thank you. I will now take questions. And as Ilsa Fisk begins to entertain questions from the reporters, the scene fades. Unfortunately, this operation was not a success. Three years later, in 1549, one year before the present day, the tower was no closer to being opened, and the operation shut down, seemingly, and all hope seemed to be lost once again. It will be a miracle if the tower turns back on. And that is where we end our first session of the Race for Reverend. <gasps> <sighs> Oh, we goodness. did it, guys.